Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are. I want to welcome you all to Freeballing, and I want to introduce my guest. He is my co-host, and he recently, his film *West Flies the Raven* won a couple of awards. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Edward Halstead. Woo! Fucking love that guy. That's my Gary. <laughs> 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 thank you, dude. I was, I was not, ex- I was not expecting that. Thank you very much. Well, good. If, if you did expect it, it's like it would have ruined the surprise, wouldn't it? <laughs> you see, like that's bum sex. You know, the best thing you never knew you needed. There you go. <laughs> no, but yeah, um, seriously though, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. I'm super proud. It's seriously well deserved. And thank I, you, you know, man. just. Talk about it, bro. Let us let us know how how, I, how was just, it? How was the whole experience? I, I just want to I just want to start by saying uh, would not be in this position if we did not have such a phenomenal cast and crew that this like this time last year were eagerly awaiting the edited version of Raven because we went from filming mid October and we and we were basically close to being finished by christmas that turnaround is insane to me yeah absolutely insane i remember i remember leaving for la for a holiday with you and we sort of like we had a i'd say better part of a month there was like a week and a half or a week and a half 10 days in la and then you had two weeks in the uk before that i gave them the script and there was a few days in like in la where I was like, it was a bit back and forth. What do you think about these costumes? What do you think about this location? I was like, boys, like, I'm on fucking holiday, man. Like, <laughs> we have the money set up. We have the script set up. You have my blessing. Like, it was a, it was a lot. I and I and then we came back, 
and we had like a week of production where I was with the boys. Uh, like big shout out to Mockingbird, Ross and Ben, absolutely phenomenal guys. And, and we just, boom, it was there, it was ready. I was like, if we're ready, let's just fucking go. So we did it. And usually, like my little my little filmmaker's brain is like, oh, we'll be in production until Christmas, then we'll film maybe in the new year or spring. I was like, nope. <laughs> Doing it, we're do fuck it, we're doing it live, and it was like just everyone came together. Like it was, it was a huge, it was a huge endeavor. Ambitious was the word that was thrown around whilst we're filming, and even now, like people that have like only heard about the project. There's a lot of people in in Birmingham Film Fest that came up to me as like, "Yo, I heard about Raven. Like, I'd love to see it. Please send it to me." You know. Um, you know, I've heard it was like, you know, what was your budget kind of thing? I didn't, that was a, a big question I got a lot of times. Uh, you you may have had an answer off me in the film festival after I'd had a couple of drinks, but before I was like, it's kind of like being on, um, what's the famous road in LA where there's bouncers Road's if you don't 66. have enough money? No, if you, if you don't have a lot of money. Rode, uh, Rode, Rodeo Drive or some shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you have to, if you have to ask for the price, you can't afford it. You can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a ZJ? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. I'm not even going to give you where that <laughs> film's from because you should know if you're a fan of freeballing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was awesome, and we won best stunts, uh, best stunts choreography, best production design, and I I couldn't be happier. We were nominated for so much more, but I think. You know, this year the Birmingham Film Fest. I was actually speaking to uh, speaking to a friend about this. The film festival from last year to this year, the jump, the 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 leap they made in making this feel legit was unbelievable. Last year we were in the Burlington Hotel and we were just like in a hotel conference, big big conference room. Burlington hotels are like worldwide; they're nice. So it was proper, proper swanky, but it was still, it still had hotel vibes. The hotel bar was shit. Like the drinks weren't good. We arrived mm -hmm. today. We arrived in the weekend to the ICC massive event. Like the night before was the Royal Television Awards, which are like they're huge. Like they're, they're held at the same time in London, Midlands, and north and northwest, basically Manchester. And like you can see what's happening, like there's TV screens where you can see what's happening in each one. They're televised, it's huge. Mockingbird actually won for their short film, Jack. Um, so I'm thinking maybe, you know, throughout this next year, let's premiere Westwise the Raven on YouTube and see if they can't get that back to back. That'd be pretty sick. Because um, like that, that looked pretty good. And I was like, oh, there's no way Birmingham Film Fest is going to look like this. And it did. I was like, yo. Like. They said they had like thousands of submissions, so the fact that some we were nominated is good. But that, so for me, winning two, the only production that won two awards, by the way, mm -hmm. like everyone else was like, you know, like yeah, you know, one win of one win for this, one win for that. We got two, and they were back to back. We'd come off the stage for production design, and then they were calling stunts and choreography. We we're taking photos. We we're doing all the the hullab the hullabaloo. And there's a photo of me as stunts and choreography was called, and they called Westwise the Raven again. And there's a photo of me that someone got, and I'm like, like <laughs> I got I got caught in 4K, bro. You believe me? <laughs> like as soon as it comes out, 
instant meme. Instant meme. When your mum says Fucking Christmas a. dinner's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Man. When your boy comes around to pick you up for cheeky bevies in the pub. Just picture, like, I know you guys can't see me, but, like, I'm sort of doing a snapshot of, like, me with, like, a stupid sort of surprised look on my face. It's hard to recreate because, like, it was one of those like in-the-moment moments. Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. And the, the, <laughs> the red wine was flowing. And only because if I had one problem, cause, cause light in a bottle, yeah. 557 a bottle. Criminal. Criminal. We are Birmingham, not London. Get it together. <laughs> Criminal. As someone Christ, who man. knows where, like, where the good level is, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I have, like, mm -hmm. I have my sort of. There's, there's a, there's a side to me that's like, well, I can pop out when necessary. But when, yeah. when I, when I see there's cause light on the menu for like beers and like uh, Prava, like a Czech uh, a beer from Prague. Also five mm -hmm. five seventy five, so I'm like, okay, both those beers are not the same, and both those beers are not worth six quids of the king sterling. I was about to say the queen's, but you know, somebody yeah. six feet under. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you rest in pieces or whatever that phrase is. Um, <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna drink this alcoholic piss water. I was like, mm -hmm. how much is a bottle of red wine? And I heard one of the waiters like doing the serving. He's like, whole bottle. <laughs> I was like, you heard me, the whole bottle. Because <laughs> we opened it on the on the table. Everyone had a glass. It was tasty and delicious. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why? Why are we? Why are we force? Why? Why are we forcing ourselves to get? any kind of merry from shit maybe maybe cause <laughs> maybe cause need to take the time in making their beer not taste like shit rather than spending all their money and time on that blue mountain bollocks it even works on our pint glasses until you put them through the dishwasher once <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah so that was the only problem the drink like the drink like Drink, I guess I yeah. yeah the drink but my dumbass at like twelve o'clock when they were still serving so oh you know what I'm gonna have a double vodka Red Bull I was up till four o'clock in the morning just wired man just seeing colors and shit it's like why isn't anyone uploading on YouTube like I I felt like a completed YouTube bro that's how wired I was I was just sitting there. we've all had those moments where we've like mm -hmm. I don't want to go to bed but I I real I definitely can't stay on youtube because there's nothing to watch <laughs> oh youtube completed it mate <laughs> but thank you thank you for bringing that up man i appreciate it yeah man of course absolutely so before we get to the episode i know you wanted to talk about netflix and yes. how they've essentially become this generation's fox mm. and when i say that <laughs> they they Fox had this rep, this just the worst reputation of canceling shows, good or bad, after the first season. Yes. Obviously, if it's a bad show, it's not it's not that big of a loss. But if it's a good show, like you know, a Firefly or a Freaks and Geeks, 
you're you're killing the show as so much potential that could be one of your biggest shows but you're killing because you don't understand it after the first season and now we're seeing that with netflix like Mm -hmm. netflix has been doing that a lot recently and i mean i gotta tell you man i i remember when netflix was like you know first getting into this stuff i was like you know this is this is a great platform this is a great way for new people to get shit out there and you know it's not tied to the the way tv is done and this and that but it's slowly morphed into like traditional TV and it, it, it's fucking, it's bananas. Like, I don't you know what, what's your take on it. it. It's, it's crazy. So I know like, I, I know of Fox, like for me, like everything American, when I was watched, when I was really watching TV back in the day, where came through um, BBC, ITV or Sky and Sky was where we yeah. got a lot of the American stuff. Uh, BBC, ITV, sort of self-produced shows, but they were con- mm-hmm. like they, they were like you know, what's the phrase like a churning mill, where they just like every mm-hmm. every year like you sort of your you, you shows you wanted to watch unless you had the TV satellite guide that you were gonna you were gonna get lost. Yeah, and then we had like you know sort of the classic shows, the CSIs, all that kind of all that kind of good shit, the stuff that just never seemed to end. Like and now it's kind of now it's kind of become not so much CSI but NCIS. I know a new one has started in Sydney, um, and I'm just like, do we do we need any more? Like, <laughs> I thought NCIS was meant to be American. Why why are we in Sydney, man? Like, I know the Navy's everywhere, and like you know, American Navy is like you know, if an American yeah. if an American Navy personnel is gonna get drugs, die, or murdered in Sydney. I guess the Americans have to be involved, but fucking hell, it just seems like how many original stories can you think of for one particular throughline show of this just procedural generated cop drama, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in turn, like, and I thought, you know, here comes Netflix. An opportunity for original, modern content away from the cable TV way of thinking, which is very act-driven, like t- they, you know, like I've actually been told off by people who have read my scripts, it's like saying it reads like a streaming service, but you're telling us when you're act, you're telling us where your acts are. You've got your act break, end of act one, end of act two, all that kind of thing. That's that's cable television, and it took a writing mentor to tell me, "Is like I know where you've gone wrong. You've like you know you've sort of tried to combine the two and no one has made that sort of no one's made that leap yet amazon's trying to force that leap with the boys and releasing everything yeah. week by week which everyone hated when they started with season 2 but i think it delivers a much more fluid story like i'm not anti anti binging so to speak but like week by week is very sort of my childhood nostalgia that's just the way mm-hmm. I watched, I watched things. It was nice to sort of, sort of do things in between episodes. You know what I mean? But, that, but yeah. in, in terms of net, like the way seasons were delivered through Netflix, they've maintained the whole. Okay, here's your season. Watch it at your, watch it at your will. Watch thirty minutes here yeah. of an hour episode, and then finish it whenever you like, or watch the whole thing as soon as it comes out. That we've done from before now with Cobra Kai, when we got season two and we were living together. And we were like, right, got the snacks, got the supplies, 
we've got Cobra Kai season two. I'm wired in, and we just non-stop. We watched the whole thing. We watched the whole thing, and I don't regret it. But the problem no. is, you get either way, you get into these shows, and then it almost feels like. I don't know if it's like Netflix not believing in the show or the demographic, the audience. It's a lot to maybe a lot of the times is we get into these shows, but no one else does. And then it like the way I, what I was going to is it feels like we get robbed. Yeah. We get robbed mm -hmm. of, like you say, all this potential, all this emotion, like all this setup is like I remember the um, it's called the event that was cable. That was cable television. I'm pretty sure it was Fox now. And it was. Um, Who's the uh, the 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 shopping mall owner from Bad Santa? Ritter, John Ritter. Ooh. He is um he his son is the lead in the event, and it's like it's um like a different uh like the like a different world is invading Earth, and it's like sort of espionage kind of feels a bit superhero superhero secret invasion kind of shit, and then it ends. With that Earth, like that planet, actually coming into our atmosphere, and it's oh shit, oh shit. No, fuck you. You can, you can, you can kiss my ass if we got a season two. Yeah, and it's like what? Mm. It, it, it like the big phrase is it. it you just feel robbed, and it, like it's yeah. not a one season wonder, but final space. It was such a, sh like, we had short seasons, like eight to ten episodes a season, short episodes because they're 30 minutes long, but the amount of emotion, the amount of character, just the way everything seemed to evolve, and then TNT didn't want it, HBO didn't want it, but it was, it, like, HBO put it on their streaming service, and now they only want it on their streaming service so they could fuck it off as a tax write-off, which is exactly what they have done. And I was like, oh, when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, I didn't jump. I didn't jump on it. After this episode, if you are listening, go to eBay. Go see how much a DVD someone is selling DVDs and eBay's of Final Space for. Fucking ridiculous. Something that used to be like twenty dollars on the shelf, and I'm so annoyed I didn't get it because it's it's just about to go off international Netflix. You've got you've already lost it. There's no way for you in America to see it now unless you have it on DVD or Blu-ray. But they, mm -hmm. like, Olin Rogers himself has mentioned we don't, like, we only had a certain amount of money from TNT, HBO, to even get physical release. So even then, they're rare now. They were still rare when they first came out. And I'm, I'm so upset. I know we're getting a graphic novel to finish off the story, but, like, like it's beyond the one season wonder, but Netflix loves themselves doing one season, and then just yes. like taking it away to the point where there was an article from Screen Rant, and Screen Rant are pretty reliable. I've used them for mm -hmm. information for the podcast before. Now they do they do yep. uh, Same. they they do good lists, um, and they were saying oh five five of the biggest shows on Netflix just got cancelled. I didn't fucking recognize any of them. How many shows do this fucking streamer, streaming service, even have? Why do you need that many? 
Why can't you choose one of mine? Like, <laughs> it's it's it feels like obviously because Netflix is is grown to such like an an international thing, it needs to like cater to so many different markets that it's like you know it's like you said you know demographics and people who are watching it yeah it, it it's a, it's numbers man it, it's numbers with the more eyeballs it shows it's gonna i feel like and that's how it's it's always going to be the more eyeballs something has the more love that's going to get mm. and, and and it's like but it's also that thing of like well if you're not promoting something in the right way you're not you can't you can't get eyeballs on it you're effect, effectively setting it up for failure yeah and and I feel like that's one of the things that a lot of shows on Netflix and you know like Final Space and other shows like that suffer from the most. It's like the shows. Do you like how do you? I don't know how to how to market this. So I'm just not going to. Well, yeah. man, it, it, you're just flushing money down the toilet. Yeah. It's like you know from a business perspective, that's how I look at it. If you're putting all this money into a show to get made, you're paying actors, directors, writers, animators, you know, all these crew people, and then when you get the final product, you're like, oh, I have no idea what to do with it. Then why the fuck did you put the money into it, man? Yeah. Have the plan before. It's not like you didn't know what the fuck the show was going to be. You like, had people telling you what it was going to be. One of their biggest series is that even isn't even English speaking, but uh, people will call it one of Netflix's best original se- uh, series is um, Dark. It had yeah. a it had a spin-off called 1899 uh, set around the Bermuda Triangle. It was advertised well. It was all over the place. It was on buses. Like, it was on bus stops. That's even a big thing in America, like advertising on the buses and the bus stops. Uh, billboards. Yeah. It was on, like, TikTok and all that kind of shit. One season wonder. And what was one of the things that people were talking about when it was first coming out? How much was spent per episode? I do not give a fuck about this stat. Yeah. Like, like, and then Amazon did the same thing with Rings of Power. Ooh, a billion per episode. Okay. Cool. What are you going to tell me about Lord of the Rings that you can't, that I don't already know? Oh, you're going to take the ideas of shit that you don't have the rights to produce and do some bullshit. Okay, cool. Awesome. Because they can't, like, no one can make anything to do with Lord of the Rings about the Silmarillion the Tolkien estate won't allow anyone to do so because no, they it's like, it's the same way James Cameron didn't do Avatar right after Titanic. Like the technology just wasn't there. Silmarillion is huge. You think fucking Sauron is a bad guy? Fucking, um, fucking Morkoth, Malachi for Morkoth or some shit. Fucking dude, dude's a, Dude's a badass. Dude's a, a planet-sized badass. Basically Galactus in Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings. So it's just taking little bits and pieces and shit. It's all computer-generated. It's still not holding, like, the ideal... Like, the ideals of, like... um, uh, Peter Jackson and all that kind of shit. Because, like, that was the beauty of Lord of the Rings. And now it just looks like an episode of Planet Earth. <laughs> it's like with um that cowboy bebop the live action good version of that fucking christ there was can we stop? so much hype around that there was so much build-up for it and it got canceled after the first season yeah because no one who is a fan of anime 
wants to see that anime is recreated live action, but apparently One Piece was meant to be good. But it's just one of those things, you know. It's like you. It's cool to get the opportunity. It's cool, you know. Obviously, you know, you get the opportunity to put out something that you want, you've been wanting to do, a story that you want to tell, and this and that. But you know, and then you just have it ripped away. It's like, why even giving me the shot if you're just going to take it away at the end? Yeah, it's it's why like I'm sort of reluctant to start new things now, unless I know it's a limited series. Yeah. And now Netflix has started to tell you. It used to mm-hmm. just say this is a movie, this is a TV. Now it says this is a limited series, this is a mini series. Yeah. It's like, and I, and I, okay. I think, <laughs> I think that's why it's got to do that too, because it's like you know you, you've effectively you got to cover your own ass. You do, yeah, because there's like, you see, there's so much backlash. Every yep. time a show's cancelled, there's always someone on X starting some petition. So I just can't. Fucking Twitter, it's it's fucking Twitter, man. X. Yeah, I've ne- I've never called I've never called it X. Yeah. Every time like, I call, every time I call, every time anyone I I, I see hear anyone say, oh yeah, I, I saw this on X, it doesn't sound like Twitter. It sounds like something you shouldn't be saying out loud. It's one of those like sites where you're like, oh yeah, I saw that on X. X. It's um the uh, journalists real quick on the news, uh so. Uh, James Gunn was talking about uh, his new Superman legacy on X, formerly known as Twitter. Like, <laughs> it's such like it's so it's so mouthy. You have to like sort of I know. You know, chew your food first, man. Um, it's like there's always right. someone there's always someone on Twitter starting some petition to bring the season back, and I think. It just made me think for today's episode that we're going to go into just in a moment after the break is I want to talk about some of the se- some of the seasons from maybe the streamings. I don't know. I think most of our, our choices are from classic cable television. Traditional TV. The, yeah. the, the series that were trusted, had a fan base, and went the, long, went the distance... And just sort of, you know, which ones we like the most. Yep. And when we, we'll, we'll get into that when we come back. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Please. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. All right, and we're back. Alrighty then. So just before the break, we were talk um, we were talking about uh, Westwise the Raven and also sort of the epidemic on streaming services of the one season wonder. But now we're going to be talking about those 
series that were not one season wonders and actually gave us the chance to sort of evolve the characters give us a story even have their story finish as well like yeah. it yeah. just before we get into it the one season wonder is bad but i don't think there's anything as bad especially last year holy crap westworld nothing is as bad as a show that like is like just in front of the finish line and then it's like no fuck you we don't have the budget anymore fucking you <laughs> what and, and then, then on those like, on those, like, you have the ones, <laughs> like you have the you know your one your one season wonders and you have the shows that you know have to end on that cliffhanger and you're like what the fuck but then you also have those shows that stay around a little too long. Mm. That stay around. That they they have outworn their welcome. They have finished their story, and they just refuse to go away. And I'm talking like, I, as much as I love the show, Supernatural was one of those shows that just like, oh damn. I feel like it overstayed, it's, man. It, it, it should it like, it, it should not have been a 15 season show. It there, should have been a five season there, show. There was a moment. So we were talking about Supernatural before we even started recording. That there was like around about season seven. The show reinvented itself. They killed off Bobby. It like back then in TV, unheard of. I didn't know a TV series yeah. that was killing off a mainstay character. But Supernatural was like, we need to take this leap. It's a yeah. case of they use him too much. He's becoming a crutch. We need to take it away from them. And then they had the whole Men of Letters bullshit. That like, yeah. and and I saw it was round about then I dropped off a little bit. I've seen the whole thing now, but it's like sort of halfway through the men of letters they had a character called masters come around or master or some shit the girl that ends up living in the D D world mm-hmm. like in uh, judy greer i think it is no it's not judy greer i just know someone who's in a lot of tv she's in yeah many... um felicia day felicia day yep that yeah that's yeah. her she's awesome love her as, love her as an actress she's she's great she's great and then what I I came back when I heard the news that like season twelve and season thirteen were actually like the tits, like some of the best mm-hmm. supernaturals ever been, and people were like, end it, end it on a high, but it was doing so well that the CW was like, they to keep it going. Nah, no, you guys want this, so we're gonna shove it down your throats. <laughs> and that's not the first time CW has done that. Oh, you like Arrow? Here, have Flash, have Black Lightning. <laughs> Have Supergirl have, have a crossover like, every year. <laughs> no, that would have been fine. Honestly, like I, I, I love the crossovers. I thought the show was great, but yeah, there, there is something about TV shows outstaying their welcome, and then those TV shows that you know they, they fall flat on their fucking face at the end, like How I Met Your Mother. Does not we were talking stick about talking about the landing. No, that 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 is legs broken, knees popping and just like oh no and then you watch the alternate ending it's like oh in an alternate universe you stuck the landing and you won the fucking gold dude but you chose to snap your ankles rip rupture your fucking calves and pop your knees all right good choice great hey you want to see me die (laughs) you want to see me dive off the top the 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 top one and nothing can go wrong (laughs) Ah, it's all gone wrong (laughs) just Belly flop right into the fucking Belly pool, flop. man. It's, it's just... like slapping a dead fish on a stagnant pond. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've yep. had those shits before it... now. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. 
but then that, there's no, the shows we're talking about the talking shows about. yes that find the sweet spot mm-hmm. that that give us they give us a story. Like I said, they give us character. They give us emotion. They evolve. It changes. They come. They go. We laugh. We love. And then it ends. And there's sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. But then there's also sometimes where it's like, yeah, this, this felt right. And I'm going to kick us off with House. Yes, sir. Yes. Led, led by the incomparable Hugh Laurie that I imagine when... The Americans first saw him pick up an Emmy, and he spoke in an English accent. Most of America was went, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like the first, the first thing I ever saw Hugh Laurie in was Stuart Little. So when yeah. I saw him in House, I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." And then you hear him with an English accent, you're like, "Hold up, Hold Stuart up. Little's dad's is English." <laughs> Wait, what? This is some bullshit. <laughs> Come again for big fudge. <laughs> Whereas most English people know him from Fry and Laurie, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. Yes, Stephen Fry wasn't always the asshole documentarian that does coke in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> he used he used to be a comedian. And these motherfuckers met on Blackadder, Rowan Atkinson That's series, amazing. before he was Mr. Bean. Whereas if you talk to me... And you talk about Ron Atkinson, and someone says, "Oh, yeah, Mr. Bean." I am more than likely about to punch you in the face. You just went deep into like some British pop culture too. That's some crazy shit. Dude. I, I am You're like I, little uh, deep I dive. I right love there. me some Blackadder to the point where me and the boys, when we came <clears throat> out of Napoleon the other night, we spoke <laughs> we spoke about it for a little bit, but we ended up talking about how great Blackadder like sort of reinvented history for like. Not really to tell you about the the era, but reinvented history for yeah. comedy, but whilst maintaining the seriousness, especially with Blackadder Goes Forth. Just before we get into house, Blackadder Goes Forth tells the idea, tells the story of uh, World War One, and it's funny that like because I think there's Napoleon made his name for winning so many battles, but Ridley Scott at the end is like, yeah, but it cost four million lives in a time when lives weren't like everywhere as they are now so it's like you know he kind of just like if i just send waves of people i'll win and it, that's what field marshal haig did with world war one he literally said if i just send waves of people we'll win but the the germans was like we have guns now <laughs> and everyone died and there's this moment where they're talking... And nothing can go wrong. <laughs> oh, no, it's all gone wrong. But there's this moment where they're talking about land they've captured. So uh, here we, here we yeah. are, sir. Here's the, uh, here's the land we've captured. And it's like, so uh, this is like a really, uh, a really detailed map. No, sir, this is the actual land we've captured. Here, there's a worm. And it's like literally just like a one by one Minecraft block of land. And then at the end, after they've dodged the going over the top so many times, they have to do it. Mm-hmm. And he like and um, Ronak says, "All right, everyone's 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 ready." And you just you know they're speaking through nervousness now. And then Hugh Laurie goes, "Ah, oh, my, he, oh, I thought I'd lost my bat, my my truncheon bat. Ah, won't be able to kill many Jerry's with, uh, without that because not many, not all of the soldiers have guns." So they made the they made fun of that. And then the music kicks in and the whistle goes. And then Hugh Laurie has to blow his whistle and they go up top. 
and then it just ends with like them disappearing into the fog. Mm. And that was the last season of Blackadder we ever got. After that, it was Blackadder goes back and forth, where they actually almost save Napoleon and have to sort of like refix time so that he dies. Yeah. <laughs> Good series. If you haven't seen it, go see it. The movie is awesome. The house. Fuck me sideways. As a series that started off with Hugh as like sort of like a specialist physician with a team of people that sort of specialized in sort of the weird and wonderful in medicine trying to fix it. Like, you know, he's yeah. his brain is killing him, but it's because he got stabbed in the foot when he was four years old or some shit. And then it was always a case of if there's something wrong with the brain, it's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like, <laughs> but it always required house, like throwing up this big red tennis ball. It's like, you don't talk to him when he's throwing up the tennis ball. That tennis ball saved lives. But then out of nowhere, there's like, there's like a new team. There's new people. It, like in one season, it almost in a season's worth of storytelling, House goes through some bullshit. His team goes through some bullshit, and it's a new people. And Olivia Wilde is part of the new pe is part of the new one. She's like this, um, really, really hot bisexual character that like everyone was trying to sleep with, which was kind of a bit of a dodgy storyline because even House is trying to sleep with her. But then it's like they have they give her like sort of a true lesbian awakening, and it was I never saw that like that was my first instance of like sort of a TV series handling, like, gay and lesbian stories well, in my eyes. Yeah. Sort of, especially in sort of reinventing that whole sort of manic pixie Barbie doll, because she is part of House's team. She isn't just here to, like, sort of be a sex idol. She is smart as hell and one of the smartest characters in the series. Mm. And then I was like, wait, are we, like, are we just getting these guys now? I thought, like, you know, they, they, for a few years they were mentioned as interns, but then they sort of kept returning and the other guys were in like with the background. One of them went into surgery and only appeared in the episodes when they needed surgeries. And I was like, holy shit, this show's actually like sort of like not just removed characters for no good reason, but suggested that, oh, they don't need to work for House anymore. They need to work for themselves. And it was like, especially me as a watcher at that time, not a creator, not even acting really. I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like... You know, I was used to CSI, the same guys every week, every season. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. used to like cartoons, the same guys every week, every season. Or there was like, you know, the odd episode where, you know, someone else came in. Especially with CSI, there was never like a concurrent episode unless it was like the last two the last two episodes of the season when the bad guys almost won. When no, they don't. <laughs> it was house. That it's just sort an of organic made... growth you really or, see in yeah, TV and or, stuff. Organic growth and then out of nowhere it was like sort of when other series started to do it around it do that around house house redeveloped the wheel once again and was like how about our hero is actually our villain and they gave us a whole season of hugh laurie's character just devolving like rather than evolving devolving to the point yeah. where our cat he actually is t he has everything he had everything he wants taken away from him he no longer has that he no longer has that team and he has to like sort of come back two seasons later and sort of rebuild it from the ground up in like mm -hmm. the right way this time not being a dick not being obtuse although still maintaining that sort of i'm the smartest person in the room 
and then yeah. there was like the whole idea that like he was in the bush crash and he had to start he had to start using the walking stick all the time to the point where Hugh Laurie now walks with a bit of a limp because of how much acting he had to do on house recreating the limp and you can watch how like Jesus. every everyone remembers house with the walking stick and the limp he's is more famous for that as a character than anything else really when you first start the series doesn't have it it happens in the, it happens throughout the show and then his main character his best friend next to him wilson which is how the season ends how the series ends wilson is an oncologist so he deals with cancer you yep. know what they you know what they do in the last season? Wilson fucking gets cancer. As the most ironic, poetic piece of bullshit you could ever imagine. Like, I know it sh- it shouldn't be it shouldn't come off as funny, but to give the oncologist cancer it's, is really fucking funny. But it's like it's you, darkly funny. You're a bastard. It's like that's like <laughs> They sort of, they play in, like, they sort of, they have this moment to tell us that, like, he's always been there. Even though House yep. has been a dick, Wilson's always been there. Even when... Yeah, he's, the, he's he, like the constant. Even, even though when House got his limp in the bush crash, it was Wilson's mm-hmm. girlfriend who was with him, who House used to have as, like, one of his assistants. She dies, yep. he doesn't. But he yep. does, and then Wilson tries to blame House for not saving her, even though when we finally see the crash, House does try to save her, but she's scared of House, so she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, it all goes, all goes tits up. And then we see Wil- yep. Wilson's apartment, and nothing's changed. Like, he actually like he actually did love her, and it's like the, the cup that she drank from that morning was still there with cold coffee in it. And it's like, holy shit, Wilson's actually struggling, and now he's got cancer, and this kind of thing. And it's yeah. you don't realize what House is doing throughout the entire season, but he's actually setting up the place so that he can leave, and so that Wilson can leave. And Wilson's like, I don't want to leave. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. You've made enough money. I've made enough money. You don't have. You've got a couple of months left, and so it's the two of them. It's a bit. It's a bit gay. But they ride off into the sunset on motorcycles, ready to go. Like it's that what like it's the one thing that's always been mentioned throughout the series. They've always wanted to do yeah. like a road trip, yeah. and like they finally they finally get to do it, and it's just a really nice ending to a really good show. That to a at a certain point when I like when the strikes almost killed the show, I was like, you can't you can't end it like this. You can't end it with House as the villain, and it had this sort of four seasons left to sort of rebuild the character. And it was like, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, Scrubs came close. I think JD, yeah. like there was it, was, it wasn't like seasons upon seasons, but there's definitely seasons where like, you know, JD got like, was devolved, like sort of the com- the comedic mistake of having JD as like co, um, co-chief or something co-chief and elliot was chief mm. and then it co-chief resident yeah yeah co- oh yeah um chief of residency and and jd had to be okay with that and it was like he wasn't mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of yeah. difficult to watch it's like why doesn't elliot deserve it as well and mm-hmm. then it sort of it ends with like with jd being okay and he puts the co-sign back on kind of thing 
I loved I loved Dr. Cox's explanation for that, where it's like, you know, Elliot's just the, the most methodically thinking, you know, doctor. Like she, you know, she's very scientific, but her bedside manner is for shit because she's basically a robot. Where in the flip, it's like JD is the most nurturing doctor. You know, he takes care of his patients, but his his whole being the studious doctor is not for is the for shit. Yeah. So between the two of them together, they make one barely passable doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just uh, think houses houses great series. Haven't watched it. Go watch it. I do realize we're pressed for a little bit of time, so I'm gonna shut the fuck yeah. up. You take it away. <laughs> right. So, um, cheating a little bit with mine just because it is still going and it you know it's an animated series but you know most animated series don't really necessarily have the story there are some that do but like you know your family guys your 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 simpsons those shows have gone on forever but i will say in comparison to those south park which is my pick takes things so differently Mm -hmm. they take so many liberties with so many things they have a very much we don't care who we offend. We're just going to say things the way we want to say them approach. And that's, and it's the, that it's the, their approach to comedy that I basically adopted as my own where it's like, okay, if you can't make fun of, if you can't make fun of one thing, you can't make fun of anything. The yeah. second you start saying, Oh, you can't do say this about this. Oh, you can't say this about, then you can't say anything about anything. You're going to sit there and you're going to, you're going to be quiet. You can't, you're, if, if I'm not allowed to <laughs> criticize anything in the way that I, that I'm comfortable with in the way that I feel like I can get my point across, but you can, then you can eat a dick. Cause that's not how that works. <laughs> and that's what South Park teaches. And, and like there, you think about how it started. You think about it. it it's, it's this little fucking cartoon that Matt Stone and Trey Parker put together with fucking construction paper and now it's one of the most recognizable franchises on the planet it is still going strong it you know it's strong and has like recently redeveloped like Mm -hmm. sort of there's too many animations simpsons family guy they're all the fucking same south park was like we can still do what we want to do with a bit of with a bit of story to it and it's a completely different show now Cause like it, it it did it had this thing a few seasons back where it was trying to make like a serialized Linear. show. And I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was cool. The Some member of the stories berries made sense. It, this season is the, the season the, I remember. Mem- but that's the thing. <laughs> and I feel like that's one of the things that was kind of a drawback for it, where it's like you're developing this through line for the season and it's great, but you're also trying to have one off episodes. Yes, and it's hard to it's it's so hard to do that in an animation series like that. But now you watch them; they've they've kind of gone back to like their one-off contained stories, Uh, and it's great. I think that's and I think that's where South Park really nails it because you know you have okay, this is what we're tackling this week. How are we? How are the boys going to go about it? And it's always in a funny, fucked up way, and you have all these iconic characters, iconic iconic dialogue. And it's still very flat, very construction paper looking animation, 
But obviously, you know, it's been retooled, it's been redone, and it's been touched up and stuff, and it looks cool. And it's not stop motion anymore. Great video games. <laughs> they've got they got sick fucking video games based off of it. One that's coming out that I don't. They, they must have been on fucking acid when they're like, "Yeah, let's make this shit 3D." Why? You can't look you at games like Destiny and think, oh, that's the way we're going to make our next game. Because they're doing like, so yes, that's well. Exactly, no, they're like, not. That's exactly what a South Park game needs to be like Destiny. <laughs> no, like, it's what I told you. Games as, games as live service. Yeah. No yeah. one wants games as live service. It's why we're nah. not getting, or has, like, the forever delayed now, um... We're, uh, the Suicide Squad game. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the boat of... I don't mind live service unless they do it well. But I'd rather not have this be the last game where we get Kevin Connor yeah. as Batman. Mm -hmm. Could you remove him, please, if you re if you think your game is going to be shit? Yeah, and I don't I, think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. That game's going to come out and they're no. just going to... like Mark Hamill is going to be livid because he recently said he's not doing like he's just reaffirmed he's done with the joker he's done with joker because kevin conroy isn't batman anymore yeah and no one no one it doesn't look like anyone's taking up the mantelpiece as you know voiceover batman now yeah. i don't see anyone who could maybe give it to fucking ben affleck <laughs> but so just going back to you know how we were talking with house about you know the idea of character growth and mm. there, there, how does there, South Park handle character growth? Because they've kind of and, they're, they're like Simpsons. The boys don't age. <laughs> no, they don't. But there, there have been episodes where there's been like little things. There's one, like one specific set of episodes where, um, actually, uh, Stan turns ten or something, and the second he turns ten years old, he becomes a cynical asshole. Like everything is shit everything is shit and then he starts drinking and it makes shit a little bit better for him to deal with and but it's it was and it, it was like it was the tease of okay you know stan's gonna do his own thing kyle and cartman and kenny are gonna do their own thing and then stan might get a new best friend and like legitimately this is stan saying these things it's like yeah you know I, maybe this guy will be my new best friend we'll go on adventures and then you guys will have adventures and then maybe we'll all come together and have a big adventure and this and that and it's like cool awesome until you remember this is south park and you see the rug getting pulled out from stan <laughs> his parents getting back together you'd be like what no growth adventures nah stan nah it's <laughs> not how this shit works <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and, and i think that's one of those that's one of the things that south park does well is so well is like the tongue-in-cheek the meta jokes and shit like that when it's like whenever you're just like yeah no we're, we're definitely be the the serious cartoon we're fucking south park man yeah <laughs> fucking south like park. we're always going to be south park we made a show where we put we put kyle attack we made kyle a human sentai pad we attached his mouth to the asshole of a japanese man and a woman attached to the asshole of kyle berflosky do you want me to this eat? is south park <laughs> do you want me to eat the vanilla paste or the asparagus <laughs> and cuttlefish? <laughs> okay, I eat the cuttlefish and the asparagus. 
Oh, the God of Vision is Radagus is not the city girl. I'm a sorry, Karu. It's going to be a rot. I believe in you. Jesus is like. <laughs> Steamy Ray Vaughn just shits his riches. <laughs> the guy who plays the blues and died in a plane crash? Nope. Nope. That's Stevie Ray Vaughn. Stevie Ray Vaughn. <laughs> Steamy Ray Vaughn just shits his britches. Like some kind of britches holocaust. <laughs> And, 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 and that's 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 why I picked South Park. Like, yes, it is still an oh. ongoing series, but it has so many great things about it that I honestly think makes it one of, if not the best animated series going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think on top of that, the correct way to handle an ongoing series. Yeah. Simpsons absolutely. is fucking up. Family Guy, I think is what's happened what's happening now with family guy i know when the family guy when the strike started fingy said he wasn't doing it anymore no they're changing nights apparently so it was airing on sundays and now it's airing on it's gonna be airing on wednesdays in like prime time or something okay so they've gone from like the worst possible death to the second possible death because you don't want to be on wednesday you don't want to be on sunday (laughs) especially if you're still on cable television, like Family Guy, yeah. But the, like in terms of the the series ongoing, uh, who's the main guy? Seth MacFarlane said when yeah. the strikes are doing, oh, I'm done with Family Guy. Like, is like, he how take, do you use Family Guy without uh, him? Has he taken that back? Is I, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure they're still doing shit. Yeah, I don't know. I know they've still got like the season coming out and shit, but like, yeah, just. They had that whole episode where Meg like gets pregnant with mm-hmm. the "You're never gonna catch me" guy's baby. Yep, like that was yep. just weird. Like, I don't know. Family Guy is one of those series that like had its moment in the sun, and I like is definitely sort of becoming a Simpsons. Like, it's definitely was born in the Simpsons shadow. And as it forever tried to move side to side, Simpsons just got bigger and bigger and Family Guy just couldn't grow. And so they tried to yeah. be... They had the whole Family Guy South Park shit that like, Family Guy fans were like, no, you've just made fun of everything Family Guy. It's like, well, yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the big manatees choosing... The stories that was, that was awesome because, <laughs> ba- like, the stories of Family Guy are just so bland to a certain extent. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's not even really a story. No, to be honest, no. And, Epis- and I think that's, that that was episodes like episodes just are. And and I think that that was like the main criticism that South Park was doing. It's like it's just joke, 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 joke. Where's the story? Mm-hmm. There ain't one, my buddy. But to end, but to end on. What we both agree is a great series in terms of, you know, what we're talking about, you know, long running series that covers everything we're talking about. Hilarity, pop, it's great pop culture, great character growth, and just an overall new characters I mentioned as well. New characters came in. New characters. And weren't just adding to the the story. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're talking parks and recreation. What a fucking do, show. Do, 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 do. My dad loves that opening soundtrack because it defies musical rhythm. When, yeah. When, when, like, as the notes progress, you have an expectation mm-hmm. of what the next one's going to be. The Parks and Rec soundtrack sort of defies that. It it goes it goes down, not up. Mm-hmm. And, my, and that's why my dad always liked it. I remember when I first started watching it, I was like, I was, I was a little skeptical because I just finished The Office and I was get, kind of getting into the whole, the mockumentary mm-hmm. style of TV. But like, I love Amy Poehler. I love Amy Poehler from SNL. Like, I love all the shit that she did. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot. And I was hooked. Episode one. Yep. Same. It's, 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 it's like, just give me more. Give, give me all of it. Give me more. I think the way I said it to you before we started recording is the best way to put it. It's, it's just, it's full, it's 100% Michael Shaw. Yeah. Like, whereas I told, like, with The Office, he had to deal with Ricky Gervais, always, like, being there, sometimes not being there, some stories that needed, like, recreating for the American series, and sort of becoming their own thing, but still having that sort of, you can't change the way you started. Whereas this, mm-hmm. you can imagine towards the end of the office, he was like, he kind of almost like Spider Verse. All right, let's do this one more time, and it's yeah. it's the the office had he had the chance to take take it all, own everything, the characters, the story, and it feel it felt more like a living world. The office was very contained to that one building. Whereas you set up Parks and Rec, it felt more of like a place with people. And, you know, people come Mm -hmm. and go, people get older, you know, people learn. Like, you know, Chris Pratt's character, man, goes from this, like, like, two IQ dipshit to, like, one of the, like, still maintaining funny, but sort of learning, growing, getting a wife. We're getting a girlfriend, getting a wife, getting a job, holding the job, actually becoming good at the job, and not yep. not and not just being some like loser pervert, and even writing in his weight loss rather than writing him out as a character. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Scott's like introduction, fuck, like fucking great. The dickhead from Step Brothers. That's all I knew this motherfucker as, and now he's like the lead character in Severance. <laughs> Talk, talk, like mm-hmm. talk about actors who reinvented themselves. That should be our next episode. Actors who reinvented themselves, and we're not allowed to mention yeah, Adam no. Scott because we've just mentioned him now. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't mention. I, there's, there's and you, like... and you, you've got one wrestling guy. You could use the Rock or Batista. You can't have both. Um... <laughs> there's, there's a. It's weird because you watch a lot of different shows, and you're like, you look at the cast, and it feels like there's a chemistry that kind of takes a little bit of time to get used to. Yeah. But you watch Parks and Rec and the chemistry is almost instantaneous. Even with characters just coming you, in. You, like Adam you, come, in, you come into a world that already... That, yeah. You come into a world mm-hmm. that already feels there. And it's like... It, it. One of the things that always always impressed me about Parks and Rec was the way it went about clearly defining who each character is, what each character wants... And how each character approaches their shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's such a clear visual for all of them. You know, uh, Amy Poehler's character, Leslie, over the top, loves, very passionate about government, very passionate about helping everybody. And, you know, that you get that, like, that overly motherly instinct with everybody, with all of the characters. Nick Offerman's character, Ron Swanson, very much adamantly hates the government, very much a libertarian, very much, you know, pull yourself up from your bootstraps, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, that kind of guy. And, you know, you get all that with all these different characters and they all play off of each other so well because you think, like, why is this hardcore libertarian getting along so well with this overly enthusiastic government person? But they do. They they, they click. They all they play opposite of each other so well. And it's like, you don't get that in, in very many TV shows right off the bat. No, not like, at this all. This shit knocked it out of the fucking park. Yep. And Wreck. It, it felt weird saying it without adding that last bit. <laughs> you can you can go ahead and call the end of the episode there because I don't think <laughs> I don't think I've got anything more to say after that one. No, I'm, you 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 literally you literally so just took a shotgun to this episode with that one, man. Holy shit! You like Parks <laughs> and Wreck? Nah. <laughs> I told like just before we just before we just before we finish it. T- speaking of like perfect timing for jokes, me and my dad were talking about like just it's that time of year when something breaks in your house. It's almost impossible to get it fixed, and we think our freezer's on the fritz. And it's like yeah. no, no man, we're gonna we're gonna phone up some f- freezer guy, tell him the best possible way what's broken, what's wrong. And this motherfucker's gonna come here. Do his whole Simpsons things like, yeah, I know what's wrong with it, and I know what part you need, but I don't have the part, and I'm not gonna get the part I can if I call today, which I won't. And it's and it's like they just hate themselves, they hate their lives, and it's like, no one told you to do this job, man. No one told you to give up your dreams. That sounds like a you problem, my bro. Now fix my freezer. Do you want a coffee? (laughs) And on the way home from lunch, my dad was just giggling to himself. It was like, it was like, it was a combination of like, you wouldn't ever say that. It's like, because they can, they can fuck up your freezer even more. You want them to fix oh, that yeah. shit, but it, it's true. And then you've got <laughs> that like sort of the weight, and then it's like, what do you do for all these motherfuckers? Oh, do you want a coffee, mate? Before we get started, coffee. Do you want a coffee, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck's, oh, it, fuck's sake! Like, I hope everyone's houses can live through the Christmas season this season. Uh, yeah, it's the Christmas season. She comes upon us. She comes upon us. Yeah, your fa- Thanksgiving's over now, bro. Yeah. Christmas! Christmas is around the corner, and uh, it's going to be an interesting one this year. So, with that, we will we will leave you, and we will come back, and we will have some Christmas-themed stuff as we get closer to the day. 100%. I you imagine. know it. We have our end-of-year so, uh, look- episode that we need to talk about. Yep. Our look back, our <laughs> regrets of certain choices made, and uh, 
yeah, all that good stuff. So keep an eye out for that. And um, as always, thank you for joining us. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, share us. Let us know what you tell it. Tell us what your favorite long running TV series is. Is yeah. it even a TV series? Maybe it's just, you know, something else that you have long in his What series do you wish was still here? Yeah. Yeah. What, what series second... do you wish was a long running series? There's a second part to this episode in which, you know, if we could give another season to us to a series to end it, what would we pick? I feel like that would be cool. That that could be that could be you know that'd be pretty dope. All right, be ranged. Keep an eye out for that one, everyone. Marie. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. Ah, uh, we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.